Thanks, bro. Sean Bennett. Yo, 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 yo. Thank you for coming on the podcast, man. How have you been doing? Man, you know me. I'm always good, buddy. The greatest man that ever lived. The <laughs> greatest man that ever lived. There's nothing else I can't do but be good. Like, it's... It is what it is, man. Even even my days that people would consider, oh, that, man, it sounds like you had a bad day. Nah, man, I'm alive. That's true. I made some money today. I, you know, fucking, I got to play with my kids today. It's a good day. Yeah. Uh. All right, it's good talking to you, man. Thanks for coming on the podcast. <laughs> hey, anytime, we'll bro. Hey, this thing. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck you been up to? Not a whole lot, man. I've, I haven't been working. I've just been doing comedy shit and doing this podcast and doing anything like creative I can, like writing blogs and shit like that. Um, I moved out of the motel. What? Yeah, I moved out of the motel. Where are you at now? Um, I live over by Courthouse. I live over on Courthouse Road out by Spotsy. Okay. Um, I don't want to give my exact location on okay. it. Okay, okay, all right, all I right. still want Uncle Sam to think that I live at the motel. <laughs> I do still live at the motel. This has all been an elaborate ruse. <laughs> heard, heard, heard. Understood, understood, my brother. No, but, uh, I, yeah, I got out of there, man. I've been, my rent's cheaper now. Um, I got a big backyard for the dog. It's been great, dude. It's been fucking great. How is Bo doing? Bo's doing good, man. Like I said, he's got a big backyard now. So every day, like, we get up and we go outside, like, he's super hype, man. He's just, like, a totally different dog. And, uh, that's my main joy out of the whole situation with moving is that I got him out the fucking motel room, man. For real. I mean, I, like, I smoke weed and shit, too. You know, and, um, every day my fear at the motel was, like, I'm gonna leave... And the DEA is going to come walk because they would do that to, at the motel. They have U.S. Marshals, DEA, Spotsylvania Sheriff's Department. They would just do walk arounds at, at the property and shit with dogs. So one of my main fears was that they're going to walk by my room, smell weed, kick the door in and shoot my fucking dog. Like every day <laughs> I went to work, I thought about that shit. And now <clears> I don't <throat> have to anymore. And that's like the greatest feeling ever. Like, fuck everything else. Fuck me having a room and, like, having a stove I can cook on. and like Nobody's going to shoot my fucking dog. Nobody's going to shoot my dog. Yeah. <laughs> Perspective. Yeah, that's got to be a good fucking feel. My dog is the most intelligent, most intelligent dumbass on the planet. What kind of dog do you have? Pit. Oh, shit. Pit. She's my fucking service dog, and she's so good at her do- job. Is she really a service she's, dog? Yeah. Okay. She's hyper good at her fucking job. She knows when something's wrong with me before I even feel it. Uh, but outside of doing her job, she sucks at everything else. <laughs> She's just not good at being a dog. God, this is the same dog. She went shooting out the back door one time, fucking, and this fence is there, and this fence has been there the entire time. She's fucking, I've owned her. Like, the fence has never moved. <laughs> like, the fence, like, it's the same fucking fence you see every day when you go out and fucking pee. And she shoots out at fucking full speed, and I hear, because I don't even like monitor. She like she's fucking. She knows what's up. Like we know who the alpha is. So like she don't do dumb shit like run off or whatever. Right. And uh, I said, I'm like the fuck just happened. And I go running in the fucking door. Fucking uh, I grab one of my fucking kunai because I'm like I'm about to have to fucking cut somebody. Who the fuck touched my goddamn bitch? Nobody. She ran into the fence mm-hmm. at full fucking speed. Damn. At full fucking speed, <laughs> just ran into the goddamn fence. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you, dog? <laughs> like, she does some of the dumbest, the dumb, and she's fucking got an attitude problem. Got an attitude problem? She's got an attitude. Like, so you could come over to my house and jump into my arms, and she wouldn't bat an eye. She might look at me like, these niggas is gay, and like, go back to what <laughs> she's doing. 
Uh, but like, <laughs> any girl touches me that's not one of my daughters, she cops an attitude. Really? Cops an attitude. I can't get a hug. I can't smack my girl in the ass. Damn. Nothing without her catching an attitude. Um, and it's it's always some some. She's like protective shit. of you. I think maybe she just wants to be the top she, bitch. She I don't know. That's funny. <laughs> I don't know. I fucked. I fucked up and left the door open one day while I was fucking stroking, <laughs> and in retaliation, my dog, who's never chewed a fucking shoe, chewed up one of her boots. Damn. She never fucking one of the girls' her. boots. Uh huh. She She's knew. Never fucking <laughs> chewed up a shoe in her fucking life. Not once. Not never. But she was like, "Oh, this bitch, you just, you just getting dick with the, with the door open. I gotta listen to this. Okay, cool." See, cool. my dog's the opposite. He <laughs> wants to make me jealous. And, like, especially when it comes to women. When a woman comes over, man, he wants to, like, get all in her lap and shit. And then he'll just, like, sit there and look at me like, what are you even doing here? Get out. <laughs> like, you're cock block right now. This is, what? This is my girl. Like, she always has been. She came here to see me, sir. It's mine now. Yeah. Fuck off. I wonder if it's, like, a territorial thing. I don't know, man. I don't know. But, like, she's, she's like I said, doesn't, nothing with dudes. Nothing, but she sees a female touching me. She goes, <laughs> <laughs> so does she like your girl? Does your girl live with you? Yeah, most no, no, she doesn't live with me. But uh, like, yeah, so long as she's not touching me, she thinks my girl is the greatest fucking thing ever. So long as she's not touching me, she'll <laughs> run up, give her little gifts and whatnot. Here, look, I got my treat. You want to play with some of my treat? Like, uh, you want to play fetch? You want to? If she reaches out and like goes to hold my hand or something, <laughs> instant attitude. That's instant, funny. Instant fucking attitude. She read a joke about that. I mean, it's already a joke. <laughs> this I like to hear you tell that story at the uh, next next open mic you come to. This fucking dog peed on my floor <laughs> because I wouldn't let her go to her cage. Because <laughs> you wouldn't let her go to her cage. When I'm at work, she's crazy. She's crate trained. Right. So like when I'm at work, she's she's in her fucking cage to like fucking get home. And I'm like, yo, you fucking been in this fucking fucking cage for like 12 hours. Like fuck off. But I had just put the fresh linens, like the fresh, I just washed her bed sheets and whatnot. <laughs> motherfucking. And she had a treat in her cage. So she's like, I'm trying to go to the cage. And I'm like, no, be a fucking dog for a little while. Like, fuck. Fuck, man. And so she fucking snaps at me. She and it pees on my fucking floor. <laughs> and I fucking, I was like, mother fuck. Boom. She goes in the fucking cage. And I'm like, yeah, now you're punished. Fuck, damn it. That's where she wanted to go. Damn, mother yeah, fucking dog. She God, <laughs> my petty ass went in, pulled her out of her cage, and closed and locked the fucking cage. <laughs> and I was like, "You can sit in the room with the cage, but fucking, you ain't going fucking nowhere. You gonna sit here, <laughs> wishing that you was in your motherfucking cage." I want you to look at your cage, <laughs> and think about what you've done. <laughs> look at your home and wish you could be there. <laughs> That'd be weird. Could you imagine that with an actual prisoner that wanted to go to jail? I mean, I guess it does happen to people, though. There's definitely cases like wintertime rolls around and people are about to be homeless. It's like, all right, well, let me see if I can go out here and no, guarantee three, three hots in a cot. Yeah. Guaranteed guarantee three hots in a cot. Yep. There's, well, there's people that just can't, you know, been in jail so long, they can't function, function. outside of it. Yep, that's true. They can't function outside of it. We've seen that a lot. Yeah, it's sad. It's sad. Institutionalizes people, man. Jada said it years ago. He said, I know niggas that go to jail just to get their teeth fixed. That's true. You're free dental in there. 
them. Maybe you free them on that. Look, Dave pisses me off. I love it, but I'm so I'm a hypocrite because I'm like, yo, why, why they treating these prisoners so good? But I'm also like, why the fuck they stop letting prisoners get degrees? Like, so it's, it's definitely uh, there's not enough reformation. It's just a uh, punishment. Yeah, there's no yeah. like. There's not enough avenues to help people get acclimated back to society. Well, I was looking at some shit. I think it was, I want to say Switzerland. Um, or might have been Greenland. But I, I want to say Switzerland. I was looking at their prison system, and they have the lowest return rate in the fucking world. And their prisons look like hotel rooms. Really? Like, they have, it's, you know, you have, uh, I think it's two to a room. Um, depending on the violent, you know, offenders have, like, one. And they've got shower, uh, and a, and a, a closed door, TV, the whole nine. And instead of focusing on, we want you to stay here to be miserable, they focus on, you know, why did you do what you did? How do we stop you from doing it again? Um, and they put people in, in these, you know, surprisingly humane conditions while they're doing that. And they have the lowest return rate and one of the lowest crime rates hmm. on the planet now a lot of people like i saw cause a lot of people like oh well that's because you know in switzerland you know uh everybody's got a gun in switzerland um because they do issue do they over there but that's you have to pass i actually saw some, like somebody was trying to use that for like a political thing and they were like oh well, switzerland is one of the lowest crime rates in the world and it's because everybody owns a gun and and they're like, man, you have to pass all kinds of psych evaluations. You have to do this. You have to do that. You have to do this and that and the third to get that gun. Um, and if you commit a violent crime, you don't get it back. Right. Uh, so, like, there's there's that as well. But I don't know, man. Like, it's I, I think America, man, we focus a lot on the it's it's more of like, a, we don't want these, we don't want to treat these people like you hear people say stuff, dumb shit like that all the time. Like, well, my tax money goes to prisoners and blah, blah blah no it doesn't no it doesn't not the fucking slightest fucking we the government fucking well i guess to a degree it does but fucking it's the reason that fucking um the prison system is fucking uh privatized yeah, yeah. it's privatized they get a check for every prisoner yeah it's one of the most profitable industries in this country is privately owned prisons mm -hmm. that's definitely a big problem Abs absolutely and look how many scandals they've un un unturned with essentially selling, like, you know, young black kids to fucking prisons and whatnot. Lock them up for whatever you can. Send them to fucking prison. We get a check. Your, now, now your police force gets a, you know, a $20,000 donation because y'all put, you know, X amount of, pre you know, X amount of people in jail. So I'm getting paid every day. They get paid daily per prisoner. Yeah. Daily. That's nuts. Yeah, it is. It's insane, dude. Um, and then a lot of them are owned by like judges and lawyers and stuff like that. You're going to tell me that's not a conflict of interest. Yeah, it's, a, it's a very big you know, conflict politicians of and shit like that. Like, if I'm a judge, if, I, if I'm getting if I'm a judge and I'm getting paid off of how many people are in jail, yo, I'm throwing the book at, at everybody. Right. Maybe like, that's why Stafford County is the way it is. <clears throat> oh yeah, baby. Um, I think we dropped like three places, but I know a few years ago we had the highest conviction rate in the country. Really? In the country. Uh, I think we're still in that top five. I believe it. I believe it. Stafford County, Virginia. Come on vacation, leave on probation. Yeah, and that's very real. That's very real. 
I see it. When you see a Stafford County cop, that's a different feeling than when you see a Fredericksburg or a Spotsy cop. It's just a different feeling, you know what I mean? Because you know, like, the what comes with that. Like, maximum time, maximum fines. Have that's you ever talked to, like, Fredericksburg cops about Stafford County? You probably don't talk to the cops a lot. Yeah, yeah. But I used to, like, I used to work with some cops. And, like, I used to, uh, and I, I talked to, like, talking to Fredericksburg cops about Stafford cops is fucking nuts. Like, Fredericksburg, like, if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're, uh, they hit them lights and you take off. Fredericksburg cops are told, do not chase. Okay. You call it in, you do not chase. We got too many people, too tight of areas. Like the citizens, right. the citizens come first. Right. Do not put the citizens in danger by having this person, you know, a, a wild driver trying to get away from the cops is a danger to our citizens. Do not chase. Get the license plate. We'll handle it, but don't chase them. Stafford County has the saying, uh, for if it starts in Stafford, it ends in Stafford. If it comes through Stafford, it ends in Stafford. They're given different orders. You get that person by any means necessary. You run them off the fuck. Fuck the civilians. You run them off the road. Fucking, you shoot out their fucking tires. You do whatever the fuck you have to do. They don't leave Stafford County. And it's like, that's fucking nuts. Yeah, it's a little that's, militant. That's fucking nuts. One of the, one of the uh, Fredericksburg, or he's a former cop at this point, uh, former Fredericksburg officer told me... Uh, he was like Stafford County. They deliberately have a tendency to like hire guys who got uh, like bullied in high school. Really? Like um, they go after those guys because oh, it's 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 that uh, now I'm the boss. Now they know those guys are going to be more aggressive. Right. More assertive is the right. word that they use. But what it comes down to is aggression. Like you know, I got I got picked on from middle school through high school, and now I've got a badge and a gun. Right. Now I've got the upper hand. Right. Like, yeah. Now I can go take care of these jocks and king, skaters. That I'm fucking king ling now, baby. Yeah. What you gonna do? <laughs> it's, it's nuts, man. It's nuts. It's nuts the whole way. The way our whole entire prison system is set up is, is, is absurd. And everybody's always like, well, it could be worse. You could go to jail in some other country. In some of these countries, they blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah. And in other countries, they treat people like people. Like, it's... Yeah. Just because we're not the worst doesn't mean we can't be better. Exactly, yeah. It could be worse, but it definitely could be a lot better. Yeah. It's, I don't know. You were in the military, weren't you, Sean? Mm -hmm. How long were you in the military? What branch? I had four years and left. Okay. Maybe. Did you did you, did you you go on any tours? Mm-hmm. I don't know a lot. I've been all over this fucking marble. I was in the fucking Navy. That's the fuck we do. We hop in the bucket and haul ass like, <laughs> hop in the bucket and haul ass baby we can get on the boat and go that's uh that's that's literally what we did i got to see a whole fuck ton of the world uh i got um, to be in some terrifying situations imagine um i got to be in some situations where i got to see a whole bunch of cool shit man I got to see some cool shit. I think one of the coolest things I ever saw that was supposed to be terrifying was actually cool. So, like, our, our, our captain, first off, was a thug. I was on the USS Cape St. George, and our captain was a fucking thug. Uh, I remember uh, George W. was on TV at the time talking about, we have no plans at this moment to engage in hostile actions with Iraq. And we had just loaded up with fucking tomahawks, and we were on our way to Iraq. <laughs> so, like, so watching our president say that on, on you know, on, on national TV was like the fuck. But uh, we had to pull in the turkey. You know, they got a good relationship with Iraq, uh, right? Uh, Iraq and Afghanistan, for that matter. And uh, it was a scheduled port, and they're like, no, 
So long as y'all have oscillations actions with them, y'all can't port here. And they flew, um, if I'm not mistaken, it was either three or four jets over our battle group. And so first off, our captain had been playing bombs over Baghdad nonstop. <laughs> nonstop. This is not a joke. This is... He had been playing bombs over Baghdad from the moment we left port. We hit North Carolina, ammoed up, and we hard ass over there, motherfucking bombs over Baghdad. Even when it was turned down and it was just in the background over the PA system, things everything got quiet. You could just hear bombs over Baghdad, <laughs> hey, 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 hey. and uh, he called up to the admiral. The admiral called down and gave everybody orders when those. Because I imagine those those three or four aircrafts was probably their entire, well, probably their entire air force. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when they flew back over, every ship in the battle group was locked onto them motherfuckers. Hour later, we was in port. Hour later, we was in port. I don't know. I don't think our admiral got authorization from anybody to engage shit with nobody. <laughs> but he was, he was ready but he, to. But he was like, I'll turn this whole motherfucker into a parking lot. Don't play with me. <laughs> we, we will be, I, I remember in this, uh, a quote from my, uh, from my uh, exo, actually. He was, uh, he was like, these motherfuckers don't want, don't want to fuck with us. Like, we will turn this motherfucker into a parking lot and build a Walmart right here. Like, <laughs> build a Walmart. <laughs> we will we'll build a Walmart the fuck out of this right here. <laughs> That's so that was, that was one of the, like, I, that was followed by one of the most terrifying moments of my life. But, like, I won't even get into that. But, like, fucking, that was, that right there was one of the coolest fucking moments. And I was all on high alert, like, while we're out in town, like, oh, these fucking Turkish people, man. Like, fucking, they, they didn't want us here. This is going to be some problems. They, the Turkish people, Turkish government had an issue. The Turkish people didn't give a fuck. They didn't care. Brother, we come to spend money. We come to spend money. Well, I say we, but I was young. But right. all the salty dogs, man, they went over there. They bought so much jewelry, married it back, mailed it back to America. They bought leather fucking coats. Shit you find out here for four, $600, they was buying out there for fucking, you know, $30, $50, $60, $70 and shit right. like that. Buy a fuck ton of them, mail them back to fucking U.S. Just That's a whole cool. bunch of shit that's cheap as fuck over there. Gold, jewels, jewelry, fucking. Uh, my ass was, you know, I'm in the fucking bars getting drunk because I'm, you know, I was what, eight, you're young 18 and at the time. Yeah. Uh, fucking, uh, so I, you know, I'm like, yeah, that bitch got titties, y'all. <laughs> so you got out of high school and went in the military. Damn. Mm -hmm. Damn. Yeah, I enlisted when I was 17. You think that helped you grow as a man? Ah, fucking absolutely. Abs absolutely. And some of the lessons, a lot of the lessons that uh, some of the guys that I served with uh, didn't hit me till later in life because I was I was dumb, man. <laughs> I was dumb. I was a, I was a young knucklehead. I mean, most I was, of us are when we're young. I was, I was definitely young, a dumbass Couldn't too. nobody tell me shit. Yeah. I was that motherfucker. I fought for anything and everything. <laughs> like, we could be out having a good time. We could, it could be me and you. We can have six bitches on deck. <laughs> they talking about, let's go back to the hotel room. What's up? da 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 Three for you, three for me. What's up? And I'm over here like, fuck that nigga over there looking at, man. Fuck he looking this way for, bro. <laughs> I actually, uh, in Bar Norfolk, I actually had an altercation like that. And my dude Reggie was like, bro, he ain't even looking at this shit. He ain't looking at this shit. Like, 
Motherfucker, he said he probably looking because we got all the bitches. Nigga, like the fuck? He was like, you know how hard it is to find quality bitches around here? And we got quality bitches right now. And your ass over there, you looking at this motherfucker. Like, you surrounded by quality bitches at the moment. And you staring at a man. And I'm like, nah, he plotted something. He plotted he something. something. Nah, we got to deal with this. So I walk clean across the fucking bar. <clears throat> you got a fucking problem? And he was like, ah, the fuck, man? And I was like, don't stand up. You stand up, I'm going to drill your fucking ass again. And he was like, motherfucker, y'all got a bunch of bitches, man. I was trying to figure out how to introduce myself, man, because I'm trying to get on with some pussy, too. Y'all motherfuckers got the pussy. I was over there thinking about sending y'all some drinks and some shit because, motherfucking, it's dry out here. Niggas <laughs> just trying to get laid. And all I think was, man, that's what Reggie just fucking told me. Was this what? That's word for fucking word. Right? <laughs> he just want to be friends. Right? <laughs> Oh, word for fucking word, but like I was, I was fucking knucklehead, man. When I was young, like I, I was the type of, I was the type of guy. I had, I had, a, I had, a, I was surrounded by a good group of men who, who, who controlled, who, who like corralled me, um, and taught me better. I was the type of, I was the type of youngster that fucking like I can't stand now. Right, like that I just can't stand now. Like fuck you, ice grilling everybody for like fuck. Fuck's wrong with you, man? You out? You know, I, 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 I had a, a when I was in Texas, I see these two dudes standing outside of a window. My man sitting at a table. It's him and a bunch of bitches. It's him by himself and a bunch of bitches. And I see these two dudes standing outside the window and they plotting on him. Man, yo, when that nigga come outside, we gonna fuck him up. And I was like, yo, y'all, y'all, that's that's trip. Y'all just got kicked out of the bar and shit. Like security just walked y'all out. Y'all outside the bar and like the male to female ratio in San Antonio is like six to one. So this bitch is everywhere and it's Halloween season. So like there's half naked bitches everywhere, everywhere because it don't get cold in Texas warm, like yeah, it, yeah. right. <laughs> like so these bitches is butt naked everywhere. Every, I'll, I'll put it to like 15, maybe 20 yards from where we were at on the corner is a McDonald's. The McDonald's was so packed. There's like 60 half-naked bitches standing outside the McDonald's waiting to get into the McDonald's. And like an assorted like 20 or so dudes. And I'm like, niggas, niggas. Like y'all motherfuckers out here staring. Y'all homeboy in there having the time of his life with these bitches. And y'all out here staring at him. Like, I mean, y'all gay or something? Like, the fuck's going on? And, and it didn't hit me until fucking, like, after I had the altercation with them and fucking, I got back to fucking Virginia and I'm like, nigga, that was me. <laughs> that, was, that was me at 17, 18, 19 years old. Yep. Fucking shit. That was me at 20, 21, 22 years old. <laughs> like, like, I was, I was, I was, it was hard to tell me anything in my younger days, man. It was, I was that, I was that young knucklehead that, like, I couldn't stand now. And fortunately, I had uh, I was surrounded by a bunch of strong men who were you know who were able to corral me a little bit and fucking you know show me a better way, show me a better way. Some of these guys I speak to semi semi regularly still. Some of these guys I only see on Facebook, but like they'll always be family to me. Yeah, always yeah. be family to me. Uh, I can only imagine what that bond is like, um, that military bond. Um, I can, it's. It's got to be tighter than family um, in some cases, man, because you 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 literally have each other's backs like your lives are on the line. You know what I mean? You have each other's lives on the line. Um, so there's just a certain something else that goes into that, man, a, a, another level of brotherhood. Um, so what would you do when you got out of the military? Got in trouble. Got in trouble. <laughs> Doing what, man? Got in trouble. Just being a fuck up. Just being a fuck being up. Being a knucklehead. That's I wish I fights. wish I wish there was some other better way 
to word it to word it man but just being a fuck up man i was uh, early 20s sean was not a good person how do you know oh god i don't discuss my age now i'm just know that i'm somewhere between 70 and 60 okay. um black don't crack <laughs> <laughs> um but in my early 20s man i was i was a fucking mess I was running around fucking people's fucking girlfriends and wives <laughs> and shit. I went through a, a period where I only messed with married women. <laughs> like, exclusively married women. Because I was like, no matter what, this bitch got to go home. Like, at the end of the day, no matter what, she's got to go home. Sound logic. I, I realized that, that that logic was flawed when fucking... I, like, it was like within a, a week or two of each other. I got two different husbands in my face. Cause it's like they got into an argument and you want to throw in for I've been getting dicked down by this young black thing. Yep, yep. And I'm like, no, bitch, you done fucked it up. That's god damn it. Uh one of the dudes punched me. I let him I let it slide. Like I just, I told him he gets the one. So you hit me again, I'm gonna fuck you up. But like I'm gonna give you that one because what I just said to you was mad disrespectful and I've been fucking your wife. So I'm gonna give you that one. But like you hit that me was again. generous of you. <clears throat> I'm, well, I just tore into him. I he came and he was you know screaming and yelling and he told me I was just a hood rat that wasn't gonna ever be shit and look at you live out here and he's you know fucking ghetto and blah 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 and I was like yo it's, that's dope son I said I feel what you're saying man you're a successful ass dude I said but let me tell you how my days off from work go generally what'll happen is. Your wife will come down here to the ghetto, you know, and either, you know, your Porsche, your Lexus or whatever, and she'll, you know, come kick it with me and shit. Fucking, I get, I get roadhead and, while I'm pushing your whip on the way back to your spot. Fucking, you know, uh, and then I fuck her where I want to, in your bed, on your couch, in your kitchen counter, like, whatever the fuck. And I was like, but, so you can mock me for, you know, being from the ghetto all you want to. I said, but for real, for real, what you need to be saying is thank you. You need to thank me. I was like, eight months ago, your marriage was a shambles. You was about to get a fucking divorce. Because fucking, you know, you only got 10, 15 seconds, you know, missionary two times a week. <laughs> uh, you know, and, you know, wasn't cutting it for her. And I was like, you not notice how much better your life is, guy? I said, the kids is taken care of every motherfucking day. Dinner is ready every day when you come home. Because I tell her, make sure dinner is ready <laughs> for you when you motherfucking come home motherfucking and you get to do your little two pump chump missionary thing twice a week and she don't have to get upset and frustrated about it because she's getting the real she knows she's gonna get the real deal next day like so like you need to be saying thank you because i saved your marriage <laughs> and he punched me in my fucking face and uh i was like you know what i'm gonna let that one slide i'm a, i feel like i had that coming but like don't hit me again like i don't <clears throat> and he was one of those he punched like this <laughs> So, so if you hit me like that again, I'm beating your ass just on principle. It's not because you hit me, it's because of the way you punch. <laughs> That's why I'm doing this. He was like, it was like, it was like his arm got stuck. Like he didn't know he whether he wanted to slap me or punch me. So he just kind of was like, fuck it, we'll go with it. And he was like <laughs> That's funny. Didn't you fight MMA? Did you train and fight MMA for a little while? So how long successfully. I had, I was good. I was really fucking good. Did you start doing that um, in the military or after? Nah, I've I've been doing martial arts. I've been training to fight my like since I was like four. Okay. Um, and you know I took a little bit from this and a little bit from that, and, and you know I've always had a weird body, 
So I took the stuff that worked for my body type and the right. stuff that I was comfortable with um, from 11 different martial arts. And uh, I just did what I could with it. But I was, I was, yeah, I was good at fighting. I shit, the worst two fights of my career, I won. Lost one of the best fights of my career. I was upset, but but that was fucking my, you know, my uh, my fucking debut against a guy with, who was like twenty four and two, uh, and you know the pressure of the moment just you know got to me. Plus he was fucking not just a cop, a fucking hero cop in fucking Cincinnati, and fucking my stupid ass didn't know he was a fucking. I didn't know he was like a fucking local celebrity, damn near. And I came out the cop killer, and fucking I. <laughs> Never gotten booed so hard at anything in my life, ever, <laughs> ever. It was it, man, and it's just the moment I got, got got caught up to me. Uh, that was my one L. Uh, I had asked for you know footage of my. It's it's why I kept my shit off of YouTube because I learned that from that fucking fight. Everybody who has any kind of fight wants to put their shit on fucking YouTube, but then you can go get footage real easy. Fucking when I had when I knew I had a fight coming up, that's all I do is go to fucking YouTube. Fucking, right. it didn't matter how shitty they did in the fight. They wanted it on YouTube so their friends could see. Uh, and you could watch them and learn their but, yeah. tendencies and stuff, their but, weaknesses. So for me, people would always assume because I was tall and I was long, oh man, if I can just get inside, you know. that's what, But that's what I wanted you to be. That's what I was best at. I love love grappling. Yeah, love. even though you're tall and long, you're a stocky guy too. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can... If you're dumb enough to stand at the end of my reach and just let me tee off on you, I'll look like fucking Anderson Silva. Like, I'll look fucking like the world's best fucking striker if you're just dumb enough to not gauge distance. But I prefer to fight in tight um, and on the ground. Uh, that's my best areas. Um, but fucking excessive force, Rod Housley. That was his fucking name. And I had asked for footage of this guy for fucking weeks. Weeks, probably months. And they finally give me footage of him at the event, the day of the fight. And it's not like footage of like, oh, here's his fight. It looks like a fucking like highlight reel of him knocking niggas unconscious. Just, and I'm, I got like a little bit intimidated. I'm like, I'm watching this, and like somebody had brought up to my attention that like uh, his last, uh, his last like four of his last five opponents hadn't made it 15 seconds, or excuse, I had, had made it 30 seconds. Excuse me. Um, and like the one guy in there that did like spent like three weeks in the hospital and I'm like, whew, whew. all my confidence went away and I, was, <laughs> I went from fucking like, oh yeah, I'm gonna kill this motherfucker. I'm gonna beat, he's just some donut eating ass cop. Like, you know, I'm gonna fuck him up. And then all of a sudden I'm like, whew. totally in your head. Oh fuck. Oh shit. I don't want to end up in trash. <laughs> Oh, God. And they show me this fucking footage, like, of him just sleeping, dudes. Just over it. Like, he had fucking 26, something like 26 fucking fights. Right. At that point. Fucking, and, uh, I had, you know, been doing pit fights before that. Like, you know, fighting somebody's basement or, like, a fucking empty pool or some shit for money. Uh, go tussle in somebody's fucking backyard. Uh, was the closest that I had to fucking any kind of fucking professional experience. Y'all were doing that around here? No, that was in Ohio. Okay, okay. <clears throat> and uh, paid well. Kimbo slice style fighting, fucking money. Uh, but when the real money comes from the bets, not like you know, like you might make a uh, you know a couple hundred dollars to show up and fight. Uh, but the real money came from the fucking bets. 
Right. Like, oh, don't nobody know who this cat is. All right, well, bet. I know I'm making, you know, $800 tonight to fight. I'm going to put that whole $800 on me in various bets and see who can give me the, see who can give me the best odds. And, you know, you parlay it like that. Uh, but, oh, I got terrified. Oh, God, I went from warming up and smiling. <laughs> I'm about to be a champion on my first night to, oh, Jesus. Oh, did you see when he hit that one nigga and he folded against the fence? Fuck. Like, was, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be an accordion. <laughs> How long did you do that for, man? Um, I've always wanted to get into MMA. I've always wanted to learn. I just don't have the resources as far as, like, money to pay for training. And it is time-consuming, too. There's a certain level of self-discipline that you get out of it. Um, yeah. Physical, ex you know, get the exercise out of it. And to be able to learn those skills just for self-defense in case something weird happens and you need it. But it's different for me. It was it was never, like, that was, that was one of the happiest periods of my life because I love fighting. I love training. I love, I love everything but cardio. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, do three a days. I didn't get me to do anything. Anything. Shark Tank, cool, not a problem. I'm on it. Fucking strength and conditioning, awesome. Calisthenics, I love it. I'm gonna lift some weights. Mm. Hey, we need you to run for a little while. It's tears and heartache and <laughs> fuck. I don't want to do this. <coughs> I don't want to. Um, the only motivation that I ever had to run was I never wanted to lose a fight because I gassed out. Right, right. Like I never wanted to lose a fight to somebody that I was better than. Because I was tired, and right. he's still fighting because he's got cardio, and, you know, I'm slap boxing. Yeah, yeah. You know how it gets when you get tired of fighting, you just kind of like, stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get away. Fucking, well, while we're talking about fucking fighting, I know you said you missed the fucking uh, the Jones fight. Did you go back and watch the highlights? I did not watch any of the highlights. I was watching, I was watching the fights <clears throat> that night up until a certain point, and then I left to go do something. I can't remember what I did. Like, I went to go downtown. I went to go see the girl I've been talking to or something like that. Um, and I missed the John Jones fight. But then I saw that people were saying that he probably shouldn't have won. Um, that it was, like, a bad judgment. Yeah, I mean, people were calling it a robbery. It wasn't a robbery. I'll say that for sure. Um, and, you know, I don't like John Jones. But I'll say it wasn't a robbery. He, I mean, he showed that championship-level heart, man. You In the fourth and fifth rounds, he came on strong. His opponent was fading. And, you know, now I do believe Dominic won those first three rounds, and I believe he won those first three rounds comfortably. Every takedown John Jones got fucking uh, – and he didn't get – he got his first takedown in, like, the third round, and then he got one in the fourth, and he got one in the fifth. Um, I think he got, like, two in, the, two in the fifth, or it was either two in the fourth. Anyways, I've, every time he got Dominic Reyes down, Dominic Reyes stood the fuck back up. Like, so he didn't hold him down. He didn't take any damage. He didn't, you know. And I'm a big believer in, like, stop scoring takedowns so heavily. Right. Like, if we're fighting and you take me down and you land some ground and pound, some submission attempts, you get some control time, you know, that should be scored. If you take me down and my butt hits the ground and I immediately stand up, that shouldn't be, you know, that shouldn't sway. Right. Not so like, heavily. Right. That shouldn't sway so heavily into, you know. Oh, you know, oh, well, he, he, he got a takedown. So, yeah. you know, he, he's behind in striking. He's behind in cage control. But, you know, he did get a takedown. But yeah. when it comes to those, like, quick takedowns that are kind of, there should be at least an asterisk next to it or a half point or something. Some, yeah, well, it's, some it's way just, of judging should, that that's not as a full takedown. Well, it's no, it should count as a full takedown. But, like, judge a lot of judging is, is comes from, a, a, lot, a lot of judging when it comes to MMA comes from knowing the positions. 
Right. And like, so the guy, I, I thought there would be more controversy from that night. I know people have been talking about the judging a lot, but I know after that first robbery that they had, which came the same was the same judge. It was the same judge that scored a four for one for Jones. Like in the middle of the fight, Joe Rogan in the middle of one of the women's fights, uh, Angela, uh, Angela KGB Lee. In the middle of her fight, Joe Rogan points out that the judges, especially the judge that fucking had that shitty fucking call, wasn't even watching the fight. Really? And then the camera just happens to pan by, and he's turned like this. There's a fight going on in the cage that you have to score. And he's turned like this. The other judge was talking, but he's at least watching the fight and talking. Homeboy is... Right, right. And, like, you're going to judge a fight, you know, that's going to determine somebody. A lot of these guys only make half their money. Like, everybody ain't like John Jones where, you know, he's, he makes a million dollars to show and, and to win. And then he gets pay-per-view points and, you know, this, that, the third. And you got people fighting for, like, ten grand to show up and ten grand to win. Right, right. So a bad judgment call, they out of ten grand because you didn't want to watch the fucking fight. Yeah. That's somebody's livelihood. Right. Um... So shit like that always, uh, but uh, Dominic. I think Dominic won the first three rounds very comfortably. Um, I think the fourth round was close, but a slight edge, maybe for Jones. It was close enough; it could have gone either way. I don't think the first three rounds could have went any other way except to Dominic Reyes. Uh, the fifth round, uh, they told him his corner told him he said, "Hey, look, we feel like it might be two to two. It comes down to this round. You need to go out and you need to fucking put on a show. He said, you give me five hard minutes and you will hear in. I guarantee you, you will hear and new at the end of this. And Jones Corner said pretty much the same thing. Look, we feel like it's 2-2, pimp. So you got to go out there and either finish him or completely dominate this round. Jones went out there and completely dominated that round. I mean, Dominic hung in there. It wasn't like he got outclassed. It wasn't, you know what I'm saying? Um... But so that's and you also have to remember when scoring when when fighting like that's what the judges are going to remember, right? That's what's going to remember heavy on the judges is that last round, right? That last it's round, freshest in their memory. Yeah, and so like if they see you getting your shit pushed in for the last five minutes of the fight, right? They're saying you lost the fight. Yeah, it's 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 a lot of times unless you put on a show in the previous round, right? Right. Like, you put on a show, and I'm talking about, like, I'll use uh, Diego Sanchez versus, who the fuck was it? Um, I know who it was. I'm just brain farting. Diego got his ass whooped for, for two, Gilbert Melendez. He got his ass whooped for the first two rounds. Like, wasn't even close. He landed, like, three fucking strikes to something like fucking 60 over the course of two rounds. Like he just got beat the fuck up, and then and you know, but he never gave up. You know, he kept moving forward. You know, Diego Sanchez style. And in that third round, he just yeah, hail mary uppercut, and rocks Melendez, rocks Melendez, and he won that round. But he didn't win the fight because of how bad. Like it was easy to remember how badly he got beat up in those first right, two right, rounds. Right. You can't have a fight like where you do good in the first two rounds, even if you clearly win those first two rounds and then, you know, get blown out in the fifth round or in the, you know, in the last round, because that's what people are going to remember. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. How long did you fight for? How long were you involved with, uh, 
As far as martial arts, I've been, been involved. Not, not martial, but from uh, pool fights and backyard fights to when you stopped cage fighting. Jesus. Because you said you started in Ohio, and I know you Nine came years. down here with it because you met my friend Danielli. Nine years. Uh, through that. Wow, that's a long time, dude. That's a long fucking time. How's you meet Danielli? Nine you Danny? years. I don't know what do you want me to call him. Um, in passing. <laughs> in passing. Um, I'd, uh, I actually, so I'd laid eyes on him before, but we had never actually like, to this day, still, we've never sat down and had a conversation. Really? Cause I'd love like, I, I, um, I'd love to spar with him. I'm, I'm out of shape. I'm past my prime, you know, but like, it's, 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 it's. So you guys never trained at like the same, uh, mm -mm. okay. Mm -mm. We were at, uh, I was with, uh, when I got here, I was with Team Assassin. Um, so we never, we never trained together. Okay. Like, again, I've laid eyes on him. I've seen him fight. Uh, and I, I, you know, I liked the kid. I heard some stories or whatever. Um, <clears throat> great guy. Yeah. He's a really great guy. Fucking, it was, it was actually, I actually reached out to him on a personal level as a person. Um, <clears throat> not as a fighter, because like when I was fighting, Fuck everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's fuck everybody. Like, if you're even close, if there's any chance that you can make my weight class or I can make your weight class, fuck you. We can't be friends. It's a very competitive mentality. That's how you have to be almost. Because when I, when, I, when, I, when I see you, it's... So I, I actually had a, I had a beef with, a, with another fighter who... He wasn't even my fucking weight class. He was like 170. <laughs> he was like 170, and I was fighting heavyweight at the time because I could fight... When I was in my when I was in my prime, I could go between one eighty five and heavyweight. Like, I even fought a super heavyweight once, just cause, uh, and I could just slide weights. Uh, one eighty five was a issue, but <laughs> but it was doable uh, with enough time. I only did it one time um, because it was hard for you to get down to that weight and keep it. Yeah. So it would have to be. <clears throat> So, like, if I made it to, if I had made it to, like, a major promotion or something, I might have considered fighting 185. But, like, fucking cut, man. I, I literally went down there. I went down to 185 for one reason and one reason only. The guy wanted to punch in the face while at 185. And at the time uh, that I made that call, I was, like, I was walking around at, like, 220. Damn. Um, and I was like, I really want to beat this nigga ass, so... It is what it is. He's not coming up. I'll go down. But I showed up at this cat's gym one time because he was talking shit. My, uh, he had a fight with one of my teammates. And my teammate got injured in the fight. <clears throat> uh, so dude won by TKO because he blew his fucking knee out. Right. Um, they were in the middle of a scramble. And you, all of a sudden, you just, ah, it's a freak accident. Yeah. And so he's running around. Yeah, I beat that pussy ass. And that, 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 that. And I'm like, y'all like, were a minute into the fight. Like, nobody was hurt. Like, he just twisted, tore his shit in the scramble. Like, the fuck are you talking about? You beat his fucking ass. He started talking shit about his uh, fucking family and his heritage and all that shit. So I was like, yo. Fuck it. Like, let's ride. So I went down to his gym. Like, I was that guy. <laughs> like, I, was, I went down to his gym. and uh, You're Conor McGregor ready to start throwing dollies through fucking tour buses and shit. Huh? His, his, <laughs> his coaches called my coach. And uh, Coach Carlos was like, nah. Damn, Sean, I think someone just called you Craig Robinson. 
dope. <laughs> yeah, I like it. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I can live with that. I'll take any comparison to a, a fat rich nigga. Like, <laughs> hopefully weird. somebody mistake mistake me for him and give me a check that was meant for him. I take it. He's coming to the DC Improv soon. I think I'm gonna go see him. I love Craig Robinson, man. He's funny as shit to me. Yeah, that guy is fucking hilarious. Man, Danny's got a fight coming up on March 28th. I bu just bought my ticket from him. Yeah, man. Think you're gonna go? Cause, well, I was actually trying to finagle you and. Some other shit on the 28th. What's that? What are you doing on the 28th? Well, on the 8th, on the 28th, I you am. You want fuck, bro? Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, holla at me in the summer um, during my whole season. Uh, I need you to cut weight, too. Maybe. <laughs> possibly. Uh, uh, we'll come back to that. Um, so no, I take it you're, not, you're not going to see Danny on March 28th? I'm not. I'm not. I would love to. I would love to. I'm actually, I'm actually thinking about giving away some tickets to his fight. Okay. Uh, Still support the cause. Oh yeah, man. Hell yeah. Hell, a dude like Danny, fucking, and not just as a fighter. Like as a fighter, he's dope. Don't get me wrong. I fucking, as a fighter, gets fucking dope. But as a person, he's fucking amazing. He is fucking amazing. He is a hell of a guy. Uh, so everybody should support him. Yeah. Everybody he, should He really him. is a good guy, man. I actually met him in alternative <clears throat> school. Uh, we went to alternative school together. And then, um, you know, we were both younger. We were both kind of knuckleheads and shit. And I didn't see him for years. Um, but ever since I... He's just always been really down to earth, man. Really easy to get along with. And um, from the talks that I've had with him in the past couple of years and stuff, I mean, he's just got a really good heart, dude. And I mean... As much of a badass as he is, and he can just whoop anybody's fucking ass that he wanted to, he's he doesn't walk around like that. You know what I mean? He yeah. doesn't. He's not a bully. Yeah. And I, I can really appreciate that. That's that's my main thing with him is that he has that skill and that talent, but he's not a bully about it. I mean, that's like you and I. We're both you know roast battle champions and shit. We face each other what three times in the roast battle? Yeah. And we're not bullies about it. Well, no, I mean? twice. We never got. We never did get. We the never third. get our third because fucking, it was. Uh, I want to call it karma. <laughs> I want to call it karma. You showed up and I showed up and everybody was like, "Well, it's it's you know it's 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 these two motherfuckers in the finals like, fucking pricks." And then we both got eliminated by two people that fucking like. We're barely even doing comedy. Right. Nobody <laughs> saw the shit fucking coming. As the fuck just happened. Yeah, and uh, lost in the first round, too. Back-to-back -back upsets <laughs> in the first fucking round. You lost to Brad, and I lost to Scotty Ross. It's like, yo, here comes the champ, and here comes the champ. They're going to meet... For, they're gonna meet one more time, baby, for the for the for, for the rubber match, the tiebreaker, and that's literally what it was. Like fucking, even other people in the competition were like, "Oh, you two motherfuckers again!" Yep. <laughs> Boom! Both of us eliminated in the first round. It was nuts. Man, it were was, you there the but night? I love shit like that. Were you there the night that Avery <laughs> and Christian battled each other? Mm, yeah, dude, that was probably the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life, man. Well, that's because you got two brothers. They know, like, they got. They got all the dirt on each other. <laughs> like, all the dirt and then all the animosity and resent that they've been holding on to for fucking years. <laughs> like, man, I think they did twice the amount of time that we usually spend with each other. <laughs> Tony just let them go. Like, Tony and Keys are just, like, sat back and we're like, 
How's get it out, get it out, guys. Get it out. Oh, man, that was super entertaining. I've been thinking about trying to do roast battles in town again. Oh. That'd be fun. Yeah, do like a summer series. A summer series. Yeah, do like a summer series. Like, you know. We're but we do were, like three nights, three weeks. But we were talking about uh, the 28th. Yes, I was about to say. We were talking about the 28th. And, uh, you know, I'll put you on, on the spot here on the air. On the air. So uh, I got picked up for a show, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, I wanted you to come out and help me host it. Okay. I wanted you to come out and help me host it. Paying gig. Good stuff. Right here in the bird. Downtown? Downtown, baby. Where up? Downtown. Fucking, um, this nice little Jamaican spot they got down there. Pimenta. Pimenta, yes. Okay. Um. How's the food over there? I haven't been there yet. Fucking phenomenal. I imagine. Fucking, and it's, and the best part about it is I no longer have to go to Woodbridge to get Jamaican food. Fucking right. Because I hate Woodbridge and I try not to go there for any reason. Um. Don't but support Woodbridge. it was the Woodbridge. only, don't support Woodbridge. Um, but it was the only place that, uh, had real good Jamaican food. Uh, and so I would go and I'd try to, you know, smuggle myself into Woodbridge, hit up that spot. And it was always such a thing because, because they were so far away, I'd always get like four or five meals also cause I'm fat. Um, so I, <laughs> so I, <clears throat> I'd get like four or five meals and be like, all right, they always to go. They'll always be like, Oh, why you never sit down and eat? And then, cause this is like a haven. This is like a safe space. It's a great place to be, but like. Breathing this Woodbridge air is killing me inside. <laughs> so, like, I got to get the fuck out of here. So, I'd always get, like, four or five meals and bounce. Uh, but now I can just go straight downtown and, and and have a good time, man. Fucking right. Yeah, I want to go try that place out and give me some you know be a, chicken. You know be a good time to try that place out? When? 28th. The 28th. March 28th. You put me on the spot, man. Because... I've been telling Daniele for a while that I'm going to go see one of his fights. Uh-huh. And, yo, and I absolutely, I absolutely, look, I want to go see Daniele fight. Um, it's also why I'm buying some tickets to his joint and uh, doing, the, doing, like I said, a little raffle or whatever, uh, just to support. Uh, I was hoping that it would be any day but March 28th. But, of course, it's fucking March 28th. Um, you know, so, I mean, always, I'm always going to preach, you know, I'm always going to say support Danielli because, you know, that's, you know, but also money's always a good thing. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm trying and to it's do. A, it's a good to... show. It's got a, if you don't know who the Chiseled Adonis is, go look up the Chiseled Adonis on YouTube. I got the Chiseled Adonis coming down. Okay. Me and this guy have been trying to put something together for, I God, I want to say eight months to a year. Okay. We've been trying to put something together. Uh. Who else you got on that card? And um, Brian Siegel. Brian fucking Siegel. Yes, sir. I asked him if he would headline. So, like, uh, when they asked me to do the show, they assumed I was going to headline. And I was like... I'm a little cold. Rusty. Wow. How about I host? How about I host? I, you know, I, I can put together some sets real quick, but I'm, I'm, I'm mad, Rusty. Um, You're a good host, though, man. Hosting is a whole nother art form. You have the energy for it, too. You know what I mean? I, I do too, but I'd rather just do my shit, man. Hosting is such a different art form, and you you do a good job of that and wrangling in the crowd and building that energy and, and making everyone feel involved. All right. Well, I'm just saying I need I need a little bit of extra help. So I mean, you know, if you, if you wanted to do, you know, a fierce give us a fierce ten fifteen, you know, ain't nobody gonna you know, ain't nobody gonna okay. ain't, ain't nobody's I'm, I'm, nobody's gonna be mad about Scott Warden. Yeah. Nobody's going to be mad about Scott Wharton doing what Scott Wharton does, telling jokes. 
Uh, you know, like I said, it's, it's, you know, but I understand you got decisions to make. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel bad not going to see Danielle, but at the same time, comedy is what I'm trying to do. Like, yeah. that's how I make my money now. I don't work anymore and shit. Um, so I almost have to do it. And plus that's my MMA. Yeah. And he's literally not on the podcast tonight because he's training, he's training for a fucking fight. He's yeah. training right now. He's supposed to be on here with us. So I think that he is understanding that, <laughs> that, that he would understand that I needed to, to go do comedy and go make that money and go get those reps, you know, and go get that training in in the same way. Well, that shit, if does. you're not, if you're not going to go to Danielle's, like I said, uh, I'll get a ticket. You get a ticket. Let's do a joint raffle. Okay. Okay. Let's do a joint raffle because I still want to promote him, man. I still want to I, I fucking. Too. I still want to fucking. I, I I think, bro. I think everybody should see this dude fight I because so I think he's gonna be great. I oh, think I he's think so gonna too. be great. I know and so. so let, me, let me put it to you like this. He's got great potential. Let me put it to you like this. I, you never got to see me fight. No, you never got to see me fight. But like used to, even when I was working at the bar, people used to blow me. Oh my god, he just took out four or five guys. He blah 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 blah. Yada yada yada. I was fucking great. In my fucking heyday. And Danielli's going to be better than me. Yeah. Period. Like, he's going to be he's going to be better than I was in my best at my prime. I, I fully believe that. And I say that with fucking confidence. The fuck, he's so fucking good, man. He's so fucking good. He's like a fucking sponge. <laughs> he's like a fucking sponge. And he Do has... Do you know who he trains with? Do you know the, those people? The, the dedication. No, I don't know his trainers. Okay. I don't know his trainers. He does um, have the dedication. But, he, 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 but he's, he's, he trains in a couple of different spots, if I'm not mistaken. Um, because he puts, like, he, what, what, what I like to call the, uh, the, GSP, the GSP strategy. Like, when GSP was training, when he, went, when he was training wrestling, he went and trained with the Canadian wrestling team. When he was training, you know, jujitsu, he went and trained at fucking uh, um, of the Gracie fucking academy. When he was training kickboxing, he went and trained with, like, kickboxers. And, you know, shit like that. Um... You know, there's a lot of, you see a lot of pop-up schools. I think Greg Jackson's team did it best. There's a couple of different teams around the world that are doing it. But here in the, in the, in the U.S., I think Greg Jackson's team uh, did, did it best. Probably ATT. Um, those guys have a huge facility um, as well. Um, as far as, like, you can get everything you need under, you know, we bring these coaches to you and you can get everything you need under one roof. But, um, like, GSP had that dedication where he was like, yo, that's, you know, that's great. I love that. And I go to TriStar for most of my training, but when I need to focus on my jujitsu, I go to the best jujitsu protect practitioners in the fucking world. Yeah. Um. You know when I when I want to focus on my fucking boxing specifically, <coughs> you know I go and work with the best boxing fucking you know coaches in the fucking world. And it's it's Danielli has a level of dedication that fucking I think he's gonna go so fucking far, man. I think he's gonna go so fucking far, and I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I, I can't, can't wait, wait to see either. that kid shine, man. Well, I think I think I'm, I think we should do that, man. I'm sure that Danielle will understand, and I take it personally that I need to take this opportunity in the same way that he needs to take his. Um, there will be more fights. Yeah, man. And I think we should do that that joint raffle. Um, I'm down. What are the tickets like? What are the tickets like? Forty bucks. Forty bucks. Yeah, yeah, man. Let's give some tickets away, man. Okay. Let's fucking give some tickets away. Um, I'll reach out to him, uh, and I'll buy one and fucking. Uh, I think he's gonna be around tomorrow. He's gonna drop mine off tomorrow. We can do a fucking raffle and get that shit, uh, get that shit jumping. Uh, also, it'll give him some free, uh, some free exposure advertisement. Yeah. Yep. Fucking, uh, hopefully put some more butts in the seats, man. Maybe we can try to do a post-fight podcast with him, too. Since he's, because 
he turned down the podcast because he's training. You know what I mean? Mm. Like these are his training hours when I do the podcast. So maybe I can try to get him on after the fight, and we can get the three of us on, um, and really sit down and talk. Yeah, I'm down for that. I think that'd be fun, man. What uh, <clears throat> what what tendencies or strategies or techniques or as far as training goes and preparation do you carry over from the military and MMA into comedy? Because you used to, I mean, you um, said you've been cold for a little while now, but but you used to do a lot of stand-up with us, man, a lot of roast battles and stuff. So, so it's, for me, man, I don't even know. It's, it's as far as tendencies that I brought over from, because when I got told I couldn't fight anymore, that was devastating for me, man. What happened? Why couldn't you fight anymore? That was so... <laughs> um, kids, wear your headgear. Uh, uh, with the exception of, like, one fight, I never took a lot of damage in a fight. I never took a lot of damage in a fight. I went to war in the gym so that I didn't get damaged in fights a lot. Um, like, I've never been knocked out. Um, I've been rocked twice in my life. Uh, but I've never been knocked out. I've never even been TKO'd. Like, uh... I've just never taken a lot of damage except for one fight. Fucking uh, Riot Boy or fucking Prick hit me in my temple like 40 times. That's your boy. Uh, that's my homie. That's that's my that's my homie. And he and I have, we have fought so many times. <laughs> so many times. And we actually, uh, now that I'm not fighting, like I said, we, we actually built up this grudge match. Okay. We actually built up this grudge match. Uh, Co-main event on the fucking card. He came in from out of state for this fucking fight. Like fucking... Uh, <clears throat> I pushed him at the weigh-ins. There were several altercations before the fight. Like, I mean, we got the whole city hyped for this fight. He was staying at my house. Like, he... <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Like, he was staying at my house. Like, uh... We, uh, but he... But when you guys got in the cage, y'all really... Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Well, we go. Oh, we no more Man, we've been going since we were kids. Really? We met fighting. Okay. We met fighting. <laughs> He and I got into a fight the first time we met, and I fucked up his ankle. And then we got into a fight the second time. Our second encounter was me and him getting into a fight again. And I went... I remember I said I was an asshole when I was younger? Yeah. First thing I did, kicked him in the ankle. <laughs> kicked him in his fucked up ankle. He hit the ground, and I dropped a knee into it. And then another knee into it. And then another knee into it. And then I locked him in a fucking Achilles lock. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, this needless set fucked up his ankle. Uh, and then we was tight after that. <laughs> we was tight after that. Uh, it, it was, it was absurd how the shit fucking happened. Fucking, uh, we just got, we just got mad tight, but we kept fighting. We kept all, all the time, all the time we would fucking fight. Probably six, seven, eight, nine times a week. Him and Damn. I are going at it. Like, <laughs> uh. And, like, as friends, though. Yeah. Like, as friends, though. Just, um, he loved the fight, and I loved the fight, and we wanted to get better, and we had some other guys, and fucking, you know, this guy took that martial art, and, you know, I took that martial art, and I knew this, and he knew that, and this, that, and, you know, we'd exchange techniques and whatnot, and it's like there's no better way to train than in a real-life situation, so we would go, like, fucking work, practice techniques, dope, awesome, now let's test this shit. Right. Um, and we would get into it, and, uh... It was, yeah, man, it was a good time. It was, it was a good time. Um, but yeah, we built all this animosity, man. We had fucking people who didn't even know who the fuck he was. 
building. I'll put it to you like this. I play the heel. I, I should have gotten a professional wrestler, man, because I play the heel so fucking well. <laughs> he came to my city where I res resided, where I had a reputation, and he, you, you'd have thought he was the hometown favorite the way they booed me. You would have right. thought, thought he was that because I, I, play, I play the heel so fucking well. I really played do, fucking though. heel so fucking well. Like, he at the way ends, he would shake my fucking hand, I'd smack them. It was like... We had good times. Like I said, we had an altercation at the fucking... Uh, I think it was an autograph signing or some shit. Uh, it, and it was just... So by the time fight night rolled around... And, like, people... A lot of people showed up because they wanted to see me lose anyways. Right. And they're like, this is the guy. Like, this is... Because it wasn't just him that I... Every opponent... Every opponent. Every, like I said, I came out fucking fighting. I knew I was fighting a cop, played cop killer. I didn't know he was a fucking hero cop. Right. Like, known, like, oh, my God. I was, oh. I mean, that was that was, that was was the the worst and the best. Because before I ever made it to the cage, I was getting hit with shit. Fucking <laughs> people spitting on me and throwing shit. <laughs> and fucking, like, the <coughs> security at the venue didn't do anything because they're like, fuck this guy. Rod Housley's a goddamn hero. <laughs> and you fucking come out the fucking... Like, man, I fucking hit the curtains right when Ice Cube was like, and I want to take a fucking pig out in the parking lot and shoot him in his motherfucking face. And then the beat drops and I hit the fucking curtains and the crowd was like... <laughs> And it was, it was like uh, you ever watch any of the old videos uh, of uh, like any of the good '80s, the '70s and '80s like pro wrestling heels or whatever. Yeah. And then it, yeah, son, it was like fucking. I felt like Roddy Piper walking Roddy in the fucking Piper. Madison Square Garden, fucking people trying to take swings at me over the goddamn fucking barricade and shit. Like it's nuts. Like I That's watched, awesome. I watched all the other fighters come out and people are high fiving and touching and whatnot and fucking. I got fucking booed out of fucking Cincinnati. I mean, <laughs> booed, booed out of fucking Cincinnati. And it couldn't have played out any better. Um, I, if there was any guy to have to put an L on my record, I was happy it was Rod Housley. Fucking one of the most amazing human beings I've ever encountered. Um, still to this fucking day. Fucking he, great fucking guy. Great fucking guy. Um, I like to use this as an example when people are like, all cops are bad. Like, I think of like guys like him or my cousin or, you know, um... You know, my cousin takes every year. He, him and his, him and his fucking. Uh, I, the community's gotten behind it now, so it's not all coming out of their pockets. But it's like him and his lieutenant, where it was coming out of their pockets for the longest time, would just take oh, all the school kids shopping, like all the school kids they could find. They didn't have fucking, you know, school clothes and supplies right. and shit, and fucking they take them out to fucking Walmart and get them whatever they could. Nice. Um, like uh, I think about that cop in fucking Baltimore, fucking after every goddamn shift. Every goddamn shift, he fucking goes out to the fucking, uh, uh, out to the hood with the fucking kids, and he sits out and he kicks it and chills with the fucking kids and whatnot to let them know, you know, the cops aren't here, we're not your enemies, we're not your, you know, uh, there's bad cops in the world, just like there's bad McDonald's servers, <laughs> right, right, <laughs> you know, right, right. uh, uh, you know, but he goes out and he'll, he'll, he brings these kids fucking dinner every night or he'll go play basketball with him or fucking, uh, the girls was like, oh, you guys play basketball with the boys. So this motherfucker learned to sew, to go out and fucking sew with the fucking girls nice. on the fucking stoop. Like there's fucking amazing fucking officers in the world. There's, there's cops out there. Fucking, uh, the dude fucking, oh, I just actually shared this on my Facebook fucking, uh, who bought, a. He bought this dad a fucking, this struggling dad. He bought his kid because he was like, I could write you a ticket for a car seat. And I give you a ticket right now. He's like, but you're struggling as it is. And it's only going to put you further behind. So he took this dude to Walmart and bought him a car seat wow. for his fucking daughter. Um, 
Like amazing. the fucking the two cops that fucking in the middle of their fucking shift and like sh certain shit bothers me. But like so you saw two cops in the middle of their fucking shift, they stopped to help this with this waitress whose babysitter got sick and had to cancel, and so she had to bring her kid to work. Yo, as somebody who's had to bring his kid to work, as someone my 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 last three jobs, like they know my kids. They know my kids. Like you know, single dad life. So yeah. like fucking like. My kid be out there helping me fucking, I, I was working fucking at the vape shop, and she'd be like, you should buy that one. And people were like, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, and these cops sat there with her, or sat there with her kid for an hour, well, until she finished the rush, till the rush was over or whatever, to make sure that she was safe, and, you know, there was just eyes on her and whatnot. And, like, it, it kills me the type of people that we have in the world, because you have people who are actually legitimately like, oh, well, you know, they weren't out doing their job. That was just an excuse for them to sit down and, you know, eat and drink free coffee or whatever and blah, 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 blah. So, yo, suck my dick. Like, suck my dick, that like, on that job. shit. Protect like, right, thank you, thank you. That is the fucking job, is protect and fucking serve. Um, not berate and belittle and, like, so fucking, if they were out on the streets looking for people to bust, you'd be like, oh, they're looking for people to bust and trying to meet a quota or blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. But they stopped to help this woman and her child, and it's like, oh, well, they're not doing their job. Well, suck my dick. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. That's I'm like, bro, do anything to please you when they had that uh, video where that cop beat the shit out of that dude, when dude was like, uh, he was like, if you wouldn't have that badge on, I'd fuck you up. And the cop took his badge off, his gun belt, the whole nine, and he ran hands with this dude and beat his ass. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody got mad. It was like, oh, that cop stepped over the line. I didn't feel that way. I was like, yo, homie was talking that shit, and he called them fucking hands. You can't be mad. You know when I get mad? When cops shoot unarmed black kids. Right. Right. That's when I get mad. When unarmed black men get shot for no fucking reason, that's what I get mad about. And homie was talking shit. He said, if you ain't had that badge on, I beat your ass. And homie took the badge off and gave him that work. And when his partner was like, all right, all right, all right, and tried to take dude to jail, he was like, no, we ain't taking him to jail. <laughs> we ain't taking him to jail. I told him he wasn't going to jail if he ran them hands. He ran them motherfucking hands. It is what it is. You can't be mad at that. You can't, you yeah. can't bitch about both. Like, yeah. Man, come on, man. Now, some people are never going to be pleased, <laughs> no matter what. There's people that are going to be pissed with everything, man. There's And there's good and bad people all over the fucking world. Um, when you coming out to an open mic, motherfucker? <sighs> I got three this week. Grapevine on Wednesday, and we got two on Thursday night. Rec Center and Central Station. You haven't even been to the Rec Center yet, dude. We've been getting good crowds over there. Full room. I might be able to make Thursday. Uh, I got my, my kids come first. Yeah, totally. My kids, my kids totally. have to, they have to, my, 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 I've never... My kids look up to dad because dad has never failed them. Dad has never not been there. Dad has fucking right, dude. Um, so my kids, my kids always got to come first. Of course, totally um, respect that. And between that and you know some health issues that I was having over the past years, why I haven't, I haven't been out as much. Um, we miss you, man. We do. But I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to make it out to something this week. Okay. Thursday probably would be my best bet. Thursday probably would be my best bet, but I got to look at my schedule. Um, like, it's not even like I work while the shows are going. Like, I get off in time, but I normally have to get off and go yeah, get my kid family. and feed her <laughs> and bathe. bathe. You know, I got to do. I got. I got to cook dinner and I got to clean and I got to you know That's do good, baths man. and whatnot. And you don't, yeah, man. Look, I I I pride. It's one of the things I pride, I pride myself on the three F's. Because I'm only good at three things, and it's fighting, fucking, and fathering. Like I just, you know, as as really all I bring to the table. I can, like, if a woman ever wanted to figure out what it is that I bring to the table, fucking, you know, 
Um, well, I guess I add another F. Finances. I got my finances pretty. Yeah. I, mean, I make decent money. You got good credit. Um, I'm working on it. <laughs> I am working on it. Oh God, I tore my fucking credit to shreds when I was young. Uh, but I'm working on it. You know, I'm trying to get back up there. I I, I, I like to break black stereotypes. Like you know, I like to break black stereotypes. There's only one black stereotype that I haven't been able to get away from yet fully, and that's my love of chicken. So. Um, Everybody loves chicken, though, man. That's I bullshit. Know, I, I know, man. That. But they get, but like, it's different for black people. It's different. I'll tell you why. I went to Golden Corral. I used to always get a plate of chicken first, um, and I don't now. My chicken is my second plate. Now I get steak because I was sitting there, and I was getting my chicken and whatnot, and I see these two white dudes, and they just kind of whispering back and forth, and they're looking at me and shit, and I'm like, the fuck is going on? Like, the fuck is, the fuck is, the fuck is going on with this shit? And so fucking, uh, you know, I was hothead back then. So I walk over to the table and I'm like, the fuck's the problem? You got an issue? And the dude was like, hey, 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 buddy. Calm it down. He was like, we don't have no problem. We don't have no issue. My buddy here said that your first plate of food was going to be chicken. He said it when you walked through the door. And I said, I don't believe that. That's a fucking stereotype. But here you are with a plate of chicken and I owe him 20 bucks. And I was like, man, fuck. Fuck y'all, I'm not a goddamn social experiment. No. <laughs> <laughs> not a goddamn social experiment. So now... Was that you at Walmart? <laughs> Stafford with the Klan's hood? God, Jesus. <laughs> that, was, that was Target. And apparently yeah, it was Target. two. Because somebody said it was the Target... Somebody told me it was the Target out in, uh, out in Stafford. Out in Stafford Marketplace. But we had across from my job. We had a, a guy in a Klan costume... Out across from my job, out in the Target out on 17. Because <coughs> I was like, yo, somebody should have told me this like 30 minutes. I went over there hollering at him. <laughs> hey, yo, what up, fam? <laughs> you got any literature? <laughs> oh, I joined the clan once, so, you know. Did you? Yeah, man. You can actually, anybody can join the clan online. Okay. So I was, uh, it was when I was younger, and uh, I was high, and I was drunk. And uh, we, we went, I don't know why why we were on the clan web the, the clan website but we were probably because we were high and drunk but we're on the clan website and we're giggling at everything because they, they never actually use the word like nigger on the clan website everything is like we do not hate the negro we simply feel that the negro belongs in africa like that's the whole clan website is like it's everything is very like you know thought out and meticulous and uh so it's like you know you get it's like you can join and then you pay your fucking fee, and it's like, we'll send you your package, and this, that, and the third. Now, in our high and drunk state, for whatever reason, we were like, <laughs> when the clan shows up to deliver our packages, like, they're going to be so shocked to find two big-ass black dudes. This is going to be amazing. They sent that shit through, like, fucking FedEx or some shit. Like, <laughs> fucking, we never actually saw the clan. Um, obviously, I'm no longer a member of the clan because I didn't pay my dues after that. Like, <laughs> the only reason... The only reason I paid the initial fucking fee was because in my state of mind, we really thought the clan was going to fucking show up at the fucking door. And deliver. Well, right with two packages like, hey, welcome. Welcome to the KK. What? Niggers? Like, no. Nah, <laughs> that's, that's how we thought it was going to work in our head. Um, just mailed off some fucking packages, man. And uh, so obviously we didn't pay fucking dues after that because the fuck is the point? Uh but yeah, it's, Sean the Black Klansman. Yeah, I man, it, 
I did a lot of dumb stuff when I was young. <laughs> like, that's Me all. too, man. Most of them I can't talk about on <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> uh, God, I like to feel like some of these things are so far, like, in the past, like, they're not even, like... Oh, There's no statute of limitations. Uh, yeah, I Yeah. <laughs> I was some shit we did in D.C. that, like, oh, God. I, I can't go into the situation. I would just say, at one point in my youth... The cops, D.C. police locked down like eight blocks looking for me and my friends. <laughs> uh, like eight fucking blocks got locked down and we all split up and was like, all right, let me shoot the car. Like, and it was just fucking, and then we, we didn't, it wasn't like a bank robbery or anything, like yeah. just dumb, just, cre- just creating a lot of mischief for yeah, no yeah, fucking yeah. reason. Uh, and or maybe created that was, a little bit too much. Uh, more yeah, than you thought you were. Stayed the fuck out of D.C. for a long time. <laughs> I fucking, them motherfuckers would call me up like, hey, Sean. And I'm like, nope, can't kick it with my white friends for a while. Like, I ain't, no. <laughs> Y'all motherfuckers live too dangerously for me. Can't kick it with my white <laughs> friends. As I realized, as I was the, I, what I realized on the ride back to Virginia was I was the only black dude in that car. And I was like, Nah. Nah, not, not for anymore. a while. Not for a while. Like we're not, we're not, we're not going down this path again. <laughs> well, you come kick it with I come kick it with you at Pimenta. You come kick it with me at an open mic. Sweet. I'm down. So it's official. Pimenta on the 28th. We're gonna do a giveaway with uh, Danielle's fight tickets. So we should do that on your podcast. Okay. Bet. So if next you, week. Next week, you guys won't have me on next Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. Works Let's out. do that. Okay. Sean, thank you so much for having me on. How can people follow you on social media and shit? Follow me, Sean Bennett Comedian, um, on Facebook, or you can hit, you know, at Be The Bad Guy. Not B-E, just Be The Bad Guy. Um, also, follow the Plank page, FXBG The Plank, baby. We're on Facebook. You can follow me on Instagram, Scrappy2Gs. You can follow me on um, Twitter, um, Sean Bennett, Black Mask. Look me up. I'm there. I'm everywhere. I'm the villain, baby. VA's villain. Come and find me. And I'll throw that shit up in the description of the video on YouTube and stuff, too, so okay. people can see it. Thank yep. you for coming on, dude. And Thanks for we're having definitely me, The 10th episode. It's very <laughs> fitting. I, I think I've been on your podcast more than I've been on anybody else's. So it's very fitting that you're on my 10th episode, man. Well, we love having you on the show, man. You always bring a flair, a, a, a certain flair of... Uh, of Scott. That's the yeah. best way I can describe it, man. Usually I bring a stomach full of LSD. <laughs> and that's <laughs> I love you, brother, man. Thanks for coming on, Sean. Anytime, brother. Anytime. EK, thanks, bud. Good, man. Why you got an insect burning?